and welcome to Healthy Vibes for Women with me, Danielle Kunlay. This podcast is all to do with healthy lifestyle, well-being and mental health. And I hope that you get a lot out of this because throughout this um, season two, it will all be about interviews with people who are experts in the field and people who will also be coming to um, talk about their personal stories and how they've overcome um, health challenges um, through a healthy lifestyle. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. Can you please tell everyone about yourself, what you do, and, and everything else, really? <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here with you in the UK while I'm sitting here in California. It's excellent. <laughs> yes. Well, my name is Dr. Yeah. Carol Sherry. <laughs> and I have been doing what I do for over 40 years. And I am, I'll tell you just what I do. I'm a certified functional medicine doctor. I'm a certified clinical nutritionist. I've been awarded uh, a, as a center of excellence in lifestyle medicine. I'm a practicing chiropractor and I have all of this in my toolbox and I'm a menopause type doctor. I have all this in my toolbox so I can help people find out what the root causes of their health problems are and figure out how to help them. Basically my version, which is called functional medicine, we see it differently than conventional medicine. Conventional medicine looks at things from the top down. So we get a symptom and we go, oh, here's a symptom, let's treat that symptom. And so off they're, they're basically in their toolbox is drugs and surgery primarily. As a functional medicine practitioner, we look from the bottom up. So we try and figure out what are the roots, what is causing these symptoms and treat from that point of view. And from my perspective, I use natural medicine, um, natural uh, uh, nutritional supplementation, lifestyle medicine to try and help people from there. And why I do these type of uh, teaching uh, podcasts or whatever uh, teaching in person is that I want to help people help themselves. So self-care as part of the entire package, we need to really in- increase that. And what why this is important to me is about 20 years ago, my health started to deteriorate and it took five years of it really deteriorating to ultimately find out that I had a very large brain tumor in my head. And um, I was really dying very slowly and not, nobody could figure out what was wrong with me. I went to conventional doctors, alternative doctors, I went everywhere, but nobody was figuring it out. And five years into this experience, we did figure it out. And I had a 14 hour surgery. Um, I came out in a coma. I was in a coma for six days and I came out totally paralyzed. And I basically, I needed that surgery because this thing was growing and it was very large, but I used alternative medicine a functional medicine, everything at my disposal that I could use to get myself back to where I am today. I was always the ever ready bunny before, and it took quite a while, but I am now 
back to being the ever ready bunny. And I want people to have that same experience that I had. Um, no, whether their, their story is as, you know, large as mine is, everybody has a story. Everybody has health issues. And so I'm here today to promote that situation where people can go, oh, I can take this with me today and do something. So that's my story, Danny. <laughs> okay. So you said, you said something about functional medicine. Yes. Can you sort of talk more about that, please? And what is the difference between functional and conventional medicine? So kind of give us a clear idea of what it really is. Sure. So I'm going to try and give you a picture. I'm a, I'm a visual. We're yes. not doing visual today, but I want to give you a visual. <laughs> if you have, okay. we have what I call the eight foundations of health. They're pillars. They're like pillars of a building. And if those pillars are not upright, if any of them are toppled in any way, then we are not going to be able to have the health we're looking for. So in functional medicine, we want to look at those pillars as well as how the organs themselves are functioning. So we have nutrition and hydration, and people mostly think of that as um, the main pillar, but there are others. We've got stress, stress resilience. We've got um, your ability to detoxify. We've got sleep. We've got, are you having, now we know we're all in this COVID experience. Do we have joy? Are we having community in our, in our lives? Most people do not have that right now. Are, are our nervous systems functioning up to par? Are we exercising enough? All of these things, and then genetics. All of these things are the pillars so in functional medicine, we're trying to understand and look at the pillars. We're looking below the surface. Like if we're looking at an iceberg, is the iceberg, the top of the iceberg is not the problem. It's what's underneath. And then we're trying to see this foundation of the building all interweaving with one another because things are not individual. In conventional medicine, you go to the heart doctor, you go to the arthritis doctor, um, in functional medicine, we see that there's a web of interaction. And so we want to look at life from that perspective. Does that help you a little bit more? Understand? Yeah. The other thing is yeah. everybody's biologically unique. So one person, two people may have the exact same symptoms, but their biological, biological uniqueness makes the root causes of their problem potentially different. That's where we're coming from. Okay. Right. Oh, wow. That's that's really interesting. And um, so I just wanted to sort of go back to when you mentioned um, COVID and you talked about exercise and, and stuff like that. And obviously, I mean, I've read and heard of problems and you know, things that people have been struggling with during COVID. And how do you actually think with functional medicine or how would how would that actually help them to get, you know, so obviously post-COVID, how do we get out of it? How do you sort of like, so I don't know, I'm trying to think of something like how do you survive, you know, maintain your sanity basically in the midst of COVID? Well, and well, sanity, you know, basically when we think about, if we think about root causes, if we are having trouble on an emotional level, certainly things like uh, meditation, mindfulness, exercise, 
these are things that will support that emotional mental peace of people struggling in this uh, situation right now, which we're all facing. But what's important, and we're gonna talk more in depth about one piece of that today is in functional medicine, yes, we have this, what I call a creature potentially invading us. But if our body is not from a organic point of view able to uh, deal with these invaders, then we cannot deal with COVID and everything else like it in the same way from a health perspective. And we're going to talk much more about that today when it comes to balancing out blood sugar and balancing out the hormones that control blood sugar. Because when you have an infectious disease interacting with non-infectious pandemics, and I use that word uh, specifically, we have diseases and illnesses and things that are not working that are making it much harder for us to deal with infectious disease. And we're going to talk, you know, directly about one of those today. Okay. Hmm. So going back to that, so when, when you say blood sugar, what automatically comes to my mind is diabetes. And I know, but I know obviously blood sugar's got something more beyond that and how can people sort of then be how are they able to have a steady blood sugar and how is it why is that important at this time especially when you mentioned um the moods that people have during this time so how why is it important and how can we um, ensure that we have the uh, stable blood sugar well blood sugar is a symptom it's not the it's not a cause of problems it's the end result of problems in your body and so as a symptom of blood sugar i actually let me get down to the the bottom of of blood sugar problems is there a problem of a, it's a metabolic imbalance which has to do with a hormone called insulin and so insulin is what controls the body's ability to get the blood sugar, the sugar in our bodies put into our cells. And if we eat lots of carbohydrates or eat at the wrong times, then insulin, then our bodies go, oh my God, there's just so much insulin. There's so much blood, there's so much sugar entering the body. And the insulin goes, I just can't do this anymore. So the body becomes insulin resistant and that insulin resistance at least in this country uh in the u.s one out of three people have a problem called insulin resistance or metabolic syndrome one out of three and most of them have no clue that this is happening and you you sort of alluded to something just a few seconds ago about mood if you have if your insulin is if we're resistant to it and there's just blood sugar circulating circulating all over the place then uh, one of the things that can happen it is it can cause imbalance in our moods we get cranky we get brain fog we get and this is an unfortunate thing the body goes oh my god there's so much blood sugar going around here and the insulin isn't able to handle it so i'm going to put it in the most unpleasant place that 
you as a person would like, and that's called in your belly. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's belly fat. Okay. Ooh. And so it tries to okay. put it in your belly. So it's can hot, can at least cloister it so that it's not going anywhere else. But so we get belly fat, we get brain fog, we get, um, a mood swings, we get exhausted at the end, the end of the day, uh, we get cranky, um, all of these things. And then we have all sorts of physiological changes that can occur too. This is the biggest non-infectious pandemic we have in the world today. What's really important about that is that when we have insulin resistance and this basic blood sugar met metabolic imbalance, our immune system, the cells are fed by in the, the, pro the production and the maintenance of insulin. So if our insulin is not able to, if we can't respond to it correctly, our immune system also gets affected. So they interweave one another. So it reduces our ability to cope with infection. So we got to get this blood sugar handled um, and get our metabolic imbalance handled because, and I don't know if I'm talking too much, Danny, or you want to ask me questions to stop me because. Okay. No, no. I'm, I'm just, I'm just sort of like really, sort of like really taking in what you're saying. And in actual fact, I'm taking notes. Okay, good. So um, we don't want to have belly fat. We happen to call that VAT instead of fat, V-A-T, which is visceral, visceral adipose tissue. And we all probably have some idea on a personal level what that is. So we definitely don't want this whole insulin resistance um, pattern developing. Uh, but the other thing that happens is some of our actual um, things that we can measure also change. So we can have high blood sugar, high blood pressure. We can have um, our cholesterol can elevate, our triglycerides can elevate. Um, trying to think if there, there are other, oh yeah, our, our waist, our waist circumference. I don't know if you guys, if you, Danny, if, you're, if your listeners are mostly women, but if our waist, yeah, it's it's a women's okay. side. Yeah, it's 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 a podcast. Okay, so if your if your waist circumference is more than thirty five, that's thirty five inches. That is uh one of the one of the four or five markers of insulin resistance. So that's something to look at. So we want to um. People think then if you go to the to the doctor and they take a blood and they do your first morning blood sugar and it's okay, that you're all right. But that doesn't tell us enough. So one of the things I like people to be able to do is to check their own blood sugar throughout the day. Now, here in America, you can go to the pharmacy and get a blood sugar meter. Yeah. Oh, you yes, can get a do. blood sugar yeah. meter on Amazon people to do is I ask people to do their blood sugar at minimum of five times a day. So first thing in the morning, wow. after you eat, um, after you eat each meal, before you go to bed, and then it would also be nice uh, in between those times. But at least it's first thing in the morning, about a half hour after you eat each meal, and then before you go to bed, because and then I ask them to to do two things to list what you eat and to tell me about your stress level. Because 
people think that what they eat may not be affecting their blood sugar, but you do not know that. And so the way to find that out for people to do self-care is to do this for a few days. So you can go, oh, wow, when I eat um, tortillas, my blood sugar goes crazy. We don't know that. When I eat, people think that all, you know, that if they, certain things they think are just fine, but for each individual person, because everybody's unique, that yeah. their blood sugar skyrockets. And by just doing a first morning blood sugar, you do not know any of this. So this is the way that you can really see, gosh, I really need to potentially change what I thought was good to some, to, to eliminate these foods. I know for me, if I go out and have corn, my blood sugar will skyrocket far more than if I have a bowl of ice cream. Yeah, oh, so wow. we just don't know. So I say, take your, take yourself, take, take, take your, take your own health and do do something for yourself. So if you have a, if you have, if your blood sugar, no matter what you eat, goes over one twenty. Well, chances are your blood sugar, the, the, the metabolic imbalance is there. Okay. But these are, so this is something you can identify at your house. Uh, you don't have to go to the doctor to get blood work. You don't have to go um, to get a, a blood test for fasting insulin, which is always a wonderful thing, but you can do this stuff at home right now today. And then you can go, gosh, I really need to change what I'm doing here uh, because this isn't working. So obviously food is really important, but there are other things that are also really important to stabilize your blood sugar. And they have to do with stress. We'll talk further about that if you want. The lack of exercise. Oh, yeah. Cool. Genes. When you have um, sleep problems, nutritional imbalances, and timing of eating is super important. And I the, what, what jumped out of me when you said the thing about corn and ice cream, and you said you, I would have thought ice cream would actually make your right. blood sugar go higher. Right. I'm not corn. But the thing is, corn, flour, bread, alcohol, these are uh, pasta. These are all, they turn into the exact same thing in your body. Uh, It's all sugar. High. uh, So we don't know what our bodies are doing. Then you mix the whole idea of stress, which I'll talk to about in a second. But you don't know and you can't know from just getting your, you know, your first morning blood sugar done. You don't know that. So that's really important. And I think another thing when, again, I want to sort of bring it back to this is the most, the the most widespread non-infectious pandemic we have in the world. So whether you're in the UK, in India or here, this problem is pervasive. And it's affecting how we can deal with COVID and other infectious diseases. So one of the things I wanted to say, people timing of eating is paramount importance. So we have always heard that you want to eat every two to three hours, right? Have you heard that, Danny? Is that what you've heard too? 
Yeah, uh, yeah, where it's yeah, it's I think that the 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 thing the one I hear the most the most common one right. is everything. And that turns out that that's not yeah. really accurate when it comes to trying sugar. So it's best to start in the morning with a fat, a good fat, protein and uh and green veggies and uh and low glycemic index fruit. That way you're not but you're not setting the day up to 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 have a blood sugar. We I really encourage people to drink drink their food particularly in the morning because we're uh basically supposed to have 9 to 11 servings of fruits and vegetables a day which is giant amount of fruits and vegetables primarily vegetables we want that's like 2 pounds of of fruits and vegetables a day 2 pounds um so i encourage yeah that's right i and that will help balance your blood sugar as well i encourage people to drink it so, you know, get your dark leafy greens and some low glycemic berries um, mixed with protein powder or some other protein source. Uh, that's going to really get you uh, energized. And Oh, and I put the MCT or the coconut oil in it or chia seeds or flax seeds or, okay. you know, so that we can um, get yeah. all of the fats in there as well. So, yeah, just FYI, fruits that are really high sugar content, but really low fiber are, do not support what we're talking about here, Um, which is like mangoes and papayas and grapes and bananas. These things are, are not going to help you with blood sugar management, with weight and with uh, insulin resistance. So I just wanted to say those things. Um, but I wanted to, to sort of the most important thing is don't start your day with complex, I mean, with simple carbohydrates. It's going to set you up for physiological disaster, emotional disaster throughout the day. And so we really want to change that, that view of how we eat. Um, Another thing people can do if they really, you know, if they want sweet, uh, do you, uh, have you ever the problem is oatmeal, oatmeal will spike your blood sugar potentially more because it can go into that sugar, that sugar, um, wheel. So, uh, I mean, I, I just offer it as a suggestion. Um, if you, if you do it well, it can taste like, it can taste really good. <laughs> uh, but it's just a thought, you know, if you use, sweetener like uh, monk fruit or stevia with stevia by the way helps to balance blood sugar yeah yeah i i, I actually i actually use stevia because i don't have sugar anymore oh good i've cut out all my That's processed fine. foods so yeah i i've cut out processed food i cut out processed food about oh, fantastic. almost 10 years now actually yeah, so I don't have ketchup or any of that. Sort of, you know, oh, that's great. So none of the, all of that anymore. And I just, yeah. So I've not had sugar in my meal in what I don't know how long. But yeah, even when I'm doing my baking as well, I am very wary of what I put in there as well. So I don't have, I won't put sugar in there. I'd rather have homemade oh, apple great. sauce. So I make my own apple that's sauce. Great. So yeah, I'll put that in so, there. So yeah. do, you, do you guys have something called monk fruit? In the UK, uh, it's we do have it, but it's um it's okay. not widely All available. Right. 
Yeah, it Again, is. <laughs> Amazon. It is. Amazon well, is there the for everything. The thing you love to hate, the thing you hate to love. That's, that's, what I, that, that, that's the way I look at Amazon. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. So when we, you know, people, I mean, we, we have like okay. health shops that will carry it, but our regular okay. supermarkets would not have it. And maybe there might be some of the supermarkets might have it, but it's not like All I right. said, it's not widely available. But I do. I have heard of Monkfruit because I know um, a couple of diabetics. It's just such a great food because it's so, zero yeah. glycemic index and it tastes just like sugar. So uh, it might be worth you know finding out if it's possible to get because it really. I mean, especially if you're a baker, this is really the way to go. Whereas stevia has a sort of an aftertaste. Well, yeah. This is just like sugar. It's kind of amazing. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind stevia stuff oh, because I like it. I actually like it. I don't okay, that's it. great. Yeah, I like. Stevia. I have a love hate relationship with that because I don't like the aftertaste. <laughs> so I just, I just do the the, the no, I, I, it's easier. Oh. But it's easy for me to get it. Okay. Um, wow. so that's you know, but again, it's oh. that the A word, Amazon. It's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> yeah i i do i i i get i get a lot of my stuff on amazon especially now we're in lockdown in the uk as well now so yeah really so certain things i need i'll have to order from amazon and the good thing about it is i get next day i know if they have amazon, amazon prime, prime just hit that button and there you are it's terrible <laughs> yep yeah <laughs> I, if I order something to know. In functional medicine, we like to test, not guess. And so we do a lot of testing of people. Okay. And if so, if I think that pesticides might be a factor for people, there's a liver enzyme test that will give us a window into whether that's a problem. Um, and so there, that's an important thing. Sleep is another incredibly important thing. If you don't get enough sleep, if you get, if you are down even four hours in four days, your insulin sensitivity reduces, reduces dramatically. So now you, you go, oh God, I can't get my blood sugar under control. Well, is it because of what you're eating or, and, or is it because you're not sleeping well? Because it has a direct and dramatic effect on your body's ability to, to handle insulin. So that's another thing. So that's where we look at the functional medicine. We try and understand the foundation because they can, it can all matter. The same is with stress. Have, it's that 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 I was talking about. People, when they're stressed, they, it's kind of an interesting thing. Again, we think all I have to do is manage my, my food. Well, not exactly. 25% of people could eat whatever they want, no matter what, based on their genes and never have a blood sugar problem. 25% of people based on their genetics could, could really, um, no matter what they eat, they're going to have a blood sugar problem. But that means 50% of the people are somewhere in the middle. So lifestyle is paramount, is so important. Uh, for how we manage our blood sugar. Mm. And it's not just about food, but that's obviously a primary situation. So 
Yeah. So the, the one I wanted to say today is it's not just about food. Food is, is, is critical. It's always the number one thing, but it's not the only thing. And in functional medicine, we're trying to really step back and go, what are all the pieces of the picture that could impact somebody? So I ask you, Danny, since you're the one I'm speaking with, um, and this is the conversation I, I, I okay. felt like you wanted us to have today, right? You wanted to talk about blood sugar. So I ask you, and yeah. I'm asking all your peeps who are yeah. listening to this as well, what's your why? Why do you want to be healthy? Why do you want to feel good? I ask all of us. For me, I want to be healthy for the people in my life. I want to be healthy. I love to garden. I love to I love to take walks and look at birds and I want to be able to do all that. So what's your why? So my why would also be for my loved ones, but also for myself because I active person and I just I just think as I grow older, I don't wanna be a burden to anyone. I, and also just I just want to be healthy for the rest of my life, really, because I like I just like being healthy. I like exercising and obviously realizing um, that I need to eat healthy. You know, eating healthy is good. And like I was saying earlier, when I cut out processed foods right, and all of that right. stuff, I found that my skin was a lot better and I feel better in myself. And just so I like eat as healthy as I can. Yeah. And I, and I just like you as well. I would just want to go out, you know, I even after doing my, I mean, today I did a workout, which was about an hour and a half, covered everything from HIIT to strength training to core and everything else. But I still went for my daily walk. So I always go for my walk every day, Monday, Monday to Sunday, even if it's raining, I'll still go for my walk because I just, yeah. you know, it's just something that makes me feel good. And always want, I just want to feel good all the time. Mm. I don't mm. want, I don't want to be ill at all. I don't want to be laid up in bed or sitting down, just being lazing around. So yeah, my why is. Yeah. I mean, basically me. the way I, I language this is we want to do whatever we want to do and we want to have our bodies be the reason why we yeah. can't. And so from that point of view, this is exactly um, part of the conversation to get there. I'm that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. Oh, yeah. So, oh wow, thank you so much for um coming onto um onto my my podcast, and thank you so much for everything you know that you've just said. And I have literally, you know, learned a lot tonight today. To be honest with you, and yeah, and like I was saying earlier, I was just taking notes. I'm like, oh gosh, you know, so so much, and um. And a couple of the things that you've mentioned, I would definitely act on those, you know. So, yeah, I'm just going to uh, clearly go back and listen to this recording again and pick out things that, um, you know, that I can start working on. So um, before I let you off, can you just um, yeah. share details of how people can reach you? Yeah. Like you know, you mentioned the website, and obviously the people. Yeah. I say you could call uh, me, but I don't think that's really re realistic. Okay. Given that you all. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to suggest you go to my website, Dr. Carol Schwery. That's D R 
C-A-R-O-L-S-H-W-E-R-Y.com. Okay, and then if you scroll down, it you'll see that there's a section yes, that you could send me a message. And if you send me a message down, uh, it's uh, scrolling down to there's there's a section where you can you know write a question and give me your email back, and I can then contact you, and we can set up a Zoom session um, for a free free uh, 15 minute consultation. Or if you simply have a question you want to ask me, you can do it right there. But that way we can go further and have a personalized chat of what you've done to help yourself, what's worked, what hasn't worked, and what you might you might be willing to try. And I'd love, I'd be thrilled to do that. Uh, also on my website, you're, there's I have a free ebook about these eight foundations of health. They're, it's called the Essential Eight. You can get that e, that book right there. You can sign up for that right at that in that uh, on that first page as well. Oh, brilliant! That's that's very good. Oh, thanks so much for that. Yeah, that's really good. So yeah, uh, I just want to say again, thank you so much. And I would actually leave the um, your details in the show notes as well, so people can just just click on that, and then it'll obviously it's automatically take them to your site so yeah thank you so thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this episode i hope you found it really useful um if you wanted to know more about me you can find more details on my show notes um how to get in touch with me and if you wanted to book one-to-one coaching or you're interested in purchasing ready done for you um meal planning templates and also details about my ebooks so thank you again so much and take good care of yourselves until the next episode goodbye for now